I don't know. It's We were talking yesterday about how everything seems to want to open and be open except for the body of Christ. The main ones who should have never closed. Walmart is open. The grocery stores are open. Barbershops are open. Beauty salons are open. You know what I'm saying? The gym is open. Even the strip club is open. Everybody's just open. Okay, so whatever. And that, but, but the Lord is doing something with that, I'm telling you. I mean, I've heard all type of crazy testimonies of churches that closed, and when they opened, couldn't recover, and so now they're closed permanently. Okay, it's a church that they closed and opened back up. Six people showed up, and so now they have to merge with another church to sell their building. And, and some of this ain't the devil. Some of this is the like, the Lord is allowing this to shut your mess down because I've been tired of what you've been preaching since you started. And your peer, there's one thing about Scripture. Um, you see it in the Old Testament and the New and it's, just, it's strange and mysterious how God, God tends to see things over a period of time because God will sometimes allow his sheep to be led astray by the shepherd for a season because of how much mercy he has on the shepherd. And he will do that because at any given moment, he knows how to get the sheep who are off a little bit right back on track. And so that's why you see that case in, 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 in Revelation where it says, you know, the Lord told him, he said, this is the problem I have with you all. You allow that woman Jezebel to teach all of this foolishness in the church. And he said, but he said, I gave her time to repent, which means that if he gave her time to repent, he kept on letting her preach false doctrine. Because he knew at any given moment when he killed Jezebel that everybody, was like, well, that was a false prophet. Let's see who next. You know, so, but but now we don't have time for that, y'all. Jesus, on the main line. So, you know, so either way. So let me, let me, let me, let me share this one thing right quick. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to repeat this several times over the next few weeks. Um, because um, part, one of the reasons why um, many leaders will not allow freedom in their church or certain things is because of the sheep droppings that you have to deal with. There's a scripture in the Bible is that it says that, yeah, you may have to clean up after the ox, but if you have one, you can get a bunch of prosperity as a result of it. Okay. And so, so and don't get me wrong. Y'all got that nervous look again, especially after last week. You know, nobody did anything wrong, but you cannot make adjustments until you get out there. I can't even correct certain things unless I let people start doing certain things. You know, you can't adjust the steering wheel until you start driving. And so it's just something I want you to be, and I'll be talking to the inner healing and deliverance and all the ministers and everybody in regards to this. And I'll be saying it repeatedly because with great power comes great responsibility. I know that's a superhero term, but it's very true. And, and, and at this church, most people come here and they've never been exposed to that level of power or that level of or of being allowed to do certain things with the different ministries that we have behind the scenes. And so you have to let that roll. You know, the Jesus, you know, you ever notice that when it came to the disciples, Jesus didn't have them in a Bible school for two to three years. You know, what did he do? He said, okay, y'all watch me for a little bit. Y'all are new. Now I'm going out there. And, and as they did it, he did went adjust them. He didn't disqualify them. He didn't embarrass them. He didn't belittle them. He just adjusted them. You understand what I'm saying? And so there were times when he said, well, the reason you couldn't get the job done is because, you know, you really got an unbelief over this issue because it took longer. So you got an unbelief. But also this type of spirit comes out through fasting and prayer. There was another time when they said, Lord, they didn't agree with you. You want us to call down fire? He said, stop. He said, y'all are all the wrong spirit. I didn't come to kill everybody. I came to save them. 
Okay. Then another point, y'all remember when uh, um, they were arguing about who was the greatest amongst them. And, and, and Jesus was just like, look, he said, if y'all want to be great, be humble. See, so he was always adjusting. So I'm doing the same thing. So, you know, because, you know, we, you know, more and more as we minister to people, you have to learn wisdom. Gifting comes a dime a dozen. And you can all learn how to operate in power. Wisdom comes over time. Period. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how gifted you are and how powerful you are. Wisdom comes over time. Anybody that's one with me will tell, will tell you if you're a member of the church, oh, yeah, this pastor has increased in wisdom over the last eight years. Because it's just some things that just, you just got to go through. You understand? So the thing that I want you to be careful of is, is, um, is two things. One, y'all be very, very slow to use the words like Jezebel, witch, witchcraft, things like that. One of the reasons why you don't see deliverance churches grow is because they won't put that in check. Because what happens is, is that everything becomes a demon. Everything becomes witchcraft. Any little thing somebody is doing, you want to label them as a Jezebel and have a Jezebel spirit. Now, keep in mind that since I started this church for eight years, there's only been one person that I told that they had a Jezebel spirit. One. And she had already proven herself. Nobody needed to share that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. Okay. So, so you want to be careful because you can hurt people um, in your zeal and your, um, your um, being a novice in certain areas. You'll be quick to call something witchcraft, quick to call somebody a witch, quick to call somebody a Jezebel, quick to say that somebody has a Jezebel spirit. Now, the problem is, even if that is true, you have to be very slow to say that because you can crush and you can hurt that individual. You understand what I'm saying? Even if it's true. I know things that are true all the time. And so and then there are times that the Lord will tell me something about someone. He told he gave it to me raw. But I have to adjust it and minister it to that person soft. So I've given you the example before. You know, as you know, we have prophetic arts here, prophetic gifts here and everything. So there could be a, and this has happened before, there can be a first-time visitor or whoever, first-time visitor, 10th visitor. And the Lord will say, well, Lord will tell me she's a prostitute. Now, and he'll tell me some other stuff. Now, how many know? You know, we call people up. Then it's the time for me to call her up and say, hey, sister, I have a word for you. Now, the Lord told me that you're a prostitute. And then you wonder why she never come back to the church. Now, it don't matter what I say after that. Lord told me you're a prostitute, but he wants to bring you out of that lifestyle. And he wants to bless your life. And boom, boom, boom. She didn't hear nothing else except for you let everybody in here know that I was a prostitute. See what I'm saying? And so now I damaged the girl. And so what you have to do is the Lord might give it to you raw, but you got to realize I'm about to tell somebody something. And I got to figure out a way to say this. And so let's repeat. Person comes back up and I said, hey, come here, sister. Got a word for you. Hey, the Lord wanted me to minister to you because he wanted me to let you know that what you're doing right now, you know that he's not really pleased with that because he has so much better for you. Now, y'all have no idea what I'm talking about, but the prostitute does. That's how you minister in the love of God. And of course, you see these prophetic people out here, and they just they just pull you up, just embarrass you in front of everybody. You know, just oh man, this is not necessary. I never forget McKinley's wife. You know, we had I had just ministered to this couple, and the woman was in adultery, and I had just ministered to her through a counseling session. 
So it was at, a, at our other location, and, and, and Cindy was ministering to everybody. She had one of them long prophetic lines. You know, we lay hands on half the church. And she had them lined up, giving them a word from the microphone, giving them a word from the microphone, giving them a word from the microphone. And, and I see at the end of that line over there, that lady, because our folk are accurate, I see the lady that I just got through counseling that's been in adultery. And I'm watching Cindy go down, and every person she talks to, she gives them a word because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, you, I mean, no, when you hear and see people get a prophetic word and they break down emotional, you're crying too. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh. Okay, that's all wonderful. Okay, it's touching. And so, and so by the time she's getting over here, I'm like, oh, oh, I might lose a member today. And she kept going, she kept going, she kept going. She was speaking from the mic, speaking from the mic, speaking from the mic, got to this individual. She stood for a second. And she put the microphone behind her back and whispered in the girl's ear, the Lord sees that you're in an adulterous relationship, but he's giving you these instructions to get out and get out now. And the girl got out, and now she's remarried. Wonderful man, too. Okay? See how you minister by the love of God. So I teach all of that. So granted, you know, people start out with zeal. How many know Peter was one of them disciples that set it off at any given moment? Even after three years of training, he was still setting it off. You coming to destroy Jesus? Wow! <laughs> Jesus still had to put him in check. Okay? So at, I can't speak for somebody else. At this place, we will always adjust you. If you disqualified here, it's because you disqualified yourself. <laughs> Okay, and so that's you got to be very, very, very sensitive. And then let me say this also: this is not even supposed to be my message. I'm gonna keep repeating this for a few weeks so everybody can hear it. Giftings are outside of your mentality. So this is something else because. Uh, and and no, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, please don't send me no apology texts. Don't send me no emails. Don't send me no no home and pigeons. Don't send me nothing. <laughs> They're all nervous and everything. Y'all, do you realize how many times I have to correct myself? Trust me. Okay. So here's the danger of a prophetic church: is that someone can come in, and because this happens quite often, someone will come in new. And then everybody gets on edge because they think the person is a witch. And many a times you're wrong. And this is the reason why. I'll give you an example. There was a man that visited the church years ago. And he, he had been, he used to be a crack addict. And he had been free for like 20 years. But when my wife gave him a hug, she instantly knew that he had been a crack addict. Because the gifts of the spirit are not bound by time. It allows you to, the same way that you see Lisa and others give a prophetic word about someone's present, bring up the past, and then talk about the future, and then we watch the future come to pass. Well, sometimes in, in the underdevelopment and lack of wisdom, you'll sense something about somebody, and then you will label them before you know them. Right. You'll label them a witch when actually maybe the person used to be one 30 years ago, and you just picked that up, and the person has been completely delivered. You understand what I'm saying? And so you have to be very careful with, you know, not just moving so fast because you see something. I see everything except for the stuff the Lord doesn't want me to see. Sometimes he closes my eyes because he doesn't want me to see it because he doesn't want me to address it. I see everything. 99.9% of what I see, I never address. I never address. Because just because you see it doesn't mean you were supposed to do something. Just because you see it doesn't mean you were supposed to say something. Just because you see it doesn't mean you were supposed to react. Because if you're not careful, what would happen is, is that you'll sense something about somebody because they look or act weird or because, or your prophetic 
gifting will pick up the past, but then you will bring the past into the present and then label the person based on what you pick up. So now she could my wife could have given that man a hug and then said, mm, he's on crack. No, he's not. He was on crack 20 years ago. But the gifts of the spirit will allow you to see what the gifts of the spirit do. do what they do is, is that someone comes into your present and then the Lord takes you back in time to understand who you're dealing with. So you can be sensitive and know how to minister to them for the future. Y'all got me. So you have to be very, very careful. And, and when, we, when you see people come in and this stuff like that, y'all, the church is supposed to be a place where people come crazy. That didn't even sound right. That didn't come out right. That was Ebonics mixed with something else and con some confusion. Let me rewind that. The place is supposed to, be, the church is supposed to be the place where crazy people come. You're supposed to come here with issues. You're supposed to come here with demons. You're supposed to come here all wild out in your mind and psychotic. And this is the place that's supposed to be able to deal with that. But it's a sad thing when people who come here say, you're the first church in 10 years, I can get that. It's quite scary to see who's listening to us now. So I got to, I have to be very, woo-wee. So y'all got that. So be very, very sensitive, you know, because let me tell you something. There have been times, <clears throat> man, I wasn't supposed to preach this. I'm a little shooting here. There have been times people have come in the door and I did not have peace about them. It didn't mean that they were out of order. It didn't mean that they weren't supposed to be members of the church. It just means that I was picking up something about them, something in regards to darkness, something possibly nefarious, possibly some ill motives, whatever else. Um, and then those same people over a period of time, it leaves. Because y'all, just to be totally honest with you, most y'all came up in here crazy. Off, atheist homosexuals, all type of reverted foolishness. And so, so imagine what would happen if, if what I picked up about you, I then judged it. You wouldn't be sitting here right now. You understand what I'm saying? This is the reason why sinners were comfortable with Jesus. And this is the reason why Jesus ate with sinners. And the religious folks said, look at this fool sitting up here eating with all these sinners. And Jesus said, uh, last time I checked, the folk that are sick are the ones that need a doctor, not the ones that are whole. You understand what I'm saying? So, so you know, it, it takes a long time to create a church that's like in scripture. And you have to have these checkpoints as you go. Because even people that's been in the body of Christ for a long time, you know, nobody comes here. How can I put it? No one comes here on our level. The people who come here come based on where we were eight years ago. Just sorry. And, and some, some people could take that as, as arrogant. It's not arrogant. It's development. Okay, so I had, a, I had a young lady that visited, and she said, sir, this first of she said, I've always been ahead of pastors. I've always been ahead of preachers, period, because I studied the word of God. She said, this is the first place I ever came where I couldn't keep up. She didn't mean she couldn't understand. It's just that I was going from revelation to revelation to revelation, but that's development. So, so what I'm saying is, you know, be, be very careful. Just because somebody don't agree with you, 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 you got the spirit of rebellion. No, they just don't want to go to your dry party. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm comical, but, you know, people, Christians blame most stuff on God and the devil. And both of them said, did you tell them that? No, I thought that was you. No, that's, that was their own foolishness. Y'all got that. So I'll keep repeating that. Ain't nothing for nobody to get scared. But I'm just saying that. I mean, I have to, you know, there have been over the, not, I don't, there's not too much over the last eight years when it comes to one-on-one -on -one counseling that I've said that hurt someone. But there were a couple that I did. And some of y'all that have been around, y'all remember that one 
where that wasn't a hurt. The man was in, we were in the counseling session. He started cussing his wife out, using all the big words. When I put him in check, he didn't start cussing me out. And so next thing you know, you know, him and I looking like we're getting ready to, that's crazy. That's never happened before. It's not even my character. And I'm, I'm walking behind him talking junk while he walking out the door. That's way outside my care. That's the only time Satan got me in a counseling session. But I was wrong. Didn't matter if he cussed me out. I was, the Lord told me that. Because uh, I remember I was all heated and everything. It was my last counseling appointment. I'm driving home. And that's the only time in my life it felt like God was going to kill me. That's how angry he was at me. Now, I mean, no, he wasn't going to kill me. But it felt like it was an electric lightning bolt <laughs> traveling. And even though that was a private matter, some of y'all were here. God made me pull that man up. He was sitting on this side. Made me pull that man up and apologize to him in front of everybody that didn't even know about the situation. Okay, That's how much God values people, even though he was wrong. His thing was, you're better than that. You're supposed to be a king. You're supposed to be a pastor. But how many of you know, it's always somebody out there <laughs> with, with your name on their forehead. It's always, and they get you, and, and when they get you, it's not even over anything big. It's over something small. They just cut in front of you on the line at the drive through And next thing you know, we see you on the news. But then they steal your car, and you're like, I'll forgive them. It's the big stuff. You know, you're like, uh, because maybe it's because the big stuff, you're like, okay, God is watching me on this one. But it's that little small stuff that just hits you at the wrong moment. Man, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Okay. So I'm going to just walk through this. So y'all got that? Just practice that.